And just like that, back with these two gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. Oh, Welcome. thanks for having us. Um, and thank you very much for your patience. We took a little bit to get set up here in your beautiful office here. We're in Orlando, Florida, everyone. For those of people who are not familiar with perhaps J.A. Edwards or CSS, can you both just introduce yourself and uh, let me know what it's all about? Uh, my name is Mike Weckerly. I uh, am CEO of Contractor Supplement Solutions. Uh, we help contractors uh, outside the state of Florida um, with their insurance claims. Um, we help them scope the job properly. Uh, we'll write estimates. We'll write supplements. And, uh, you know, we try and make sure that they get paid for the work that they do. I love it. Yeah, my name is Jordan Edwards. And uh, first off, thanks for having us on your show, Patrick. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate you having us. Um, but listen, uh, um, I, I own a roofing company. It's J. Edwards America. Um, we're in eight different states uh, in the United States. And we specialize in insurance restoration. Um, I've done this my whole career, which uh, it's been a, a great little journey. And I've seen the ups and downs of this industry. Um, but um, really, Contractor Supplement Solutions is something where we are able to make it easier for roofers to really navigate this uh, insurance world. So before we started this, man, you just you were going to come in here like a wrestler. We were going to do a great introduction. So yeah. we're going to stop with the politically correct stuff, and we're going to go ahead and start <laughs> to get a little energy here, okay? Let's go. No, but I think a great place to start with that is I'm talking to both of you. Um, you're involved in the roofing game quite a bit. Right. Um, you're all over the place across the country. I yes. think we've been talked about maybe in 48 different states you all are working in with the supplement side. Correct. Yeah, all right. Everywhere. Jay Edwards, eight different states. Correct. All right. But I want to focus in on Florida right now for the law changes that could be coming down the road. Yes, definitely. I say that because Florida, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on what side you're on, kind of leads the way in where this stuff happens. Right. We've got a special session coming up next week or this week, depending on where this thing airs. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, December the 12th, I believe, is the start date that we're looking at. What do you see happening? You're on the ground. You talk to a lot of people in the industry. What do you see happening in Florida there? Yeah, Patrick, I was actually up in Tallahassee last week. And, uh, I mean, it's something to where uh, we'll see where this bill goes. Uh, I, On our end, um, talking as contractor supplement solutions, the last bill enabled us not to su supplement for any or, or the, use the word negotiate or any of these things for people in the state of Florida, meaning contractors. Um, but where I see this bill going is something to where – um, I, the lawyers are going to hate me hearing this to where they need to kind of um, do something about that side. Yes, the first bill kind of it went after the, the, the roofer. Um, this bill, I think, with the actual damage of the two hurricanes we had, um, it's going to be something to where they're going to actually have to go after you know, legislation on the legal side. For those people who may not understand, what is the problem with attorneys, the way that it works? I'm not saying you agree with the problem, but what are, what are people in Tallahassee saying is the major problem with the way the attorney setup is with, with contractors? Yeah, and once again, my background, I got into this during Hurricane Charlie. I traveled to 14 different states with insurance claims, mostly hail and wind-related claims. No other state in America are we allowed to sue how we sue on homeowners' claims in the state. And it's just ruining, really, our industry in a sense that if you have one cracked tile, there's no sense for you to get a whole new roof. And that's what they're doing here. They're using one cracked tile on these discontinued laws, um, and then they go ahead and sue the insurance company. The insurance company knows, hey, I'd rather just pay for the roof than go on with this legal claim. Um, and that that's really, in layman's terms, that is it right there. In most states, we're allowed two adjustments, one on the first one, second readjustment. And then after that, the roofer has to hire a th an independent um, engineer that comes out and they cost anywhere between a thousand to five thousand dollars and what that does is that that actually questions the roofer is this roof wor worth my money to put in to actually have an engineer come out and do the inspection and that is a great way I think a great system that since I've seen work since 2004. So in other words if I was a homeowner because I like that you're offering solutions here not just kind of you know and moaning about the entire thing um having that engineer available to come out there and give a third-party perspective rather than immediately going to attorney, immediately going to lawsuit or pre-lawsuit, because there's some stuff you have to do now in Florida, very minor, um, with some deadlines and everything before you can enter into that lawsuit against the carrier. Yeah. I mean, once again, I own a roofing company. It really got into a situation where sales guys were coming to me going, hey, I'm going to go roof for this other roofer because they're suing on every single claim. That's wrong. There needs to be actual damage. If the roof can be repaired, it should be repaired. If the roof has to be fully replaced, then there's guidelines that the insurance companies have to go by in each state that are set and regulated by 
pretty much the state. It's a per state thing. And that's the cool part about it is they all have to play by the same rules. This is very awkward to where uh, if you are somebody that is very wealthy and you can hire a good lawyer, then all of a sudden you're going to get, you have a better chance of getting an adjustment approved than the person in say a $200,000 home. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so what, what we need is really clarification with legislation this year on this bill, hopefully really taking out the lawyer in a sense that, that yes, you can sue if it hits this really this threshold they need to set. And I'm not the person to set that, mm -hmm. but they definitely need to look at some other states and see what they're doing because what we're doing is wrong because everyone's, everyone's insurance has gone up. Yeah, sure. And and it's because of these ticky-tack rules that have been allowed in our state. So I, I would say the only argument I would have against that is I do believe it's the ticky-tack rules that are allowing the insurance carriers to have an excuse yeah. to continue raising the premiums. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. So I think that you have some of these big boys like Universal that are making money. And the thought that you know they're just bleeding out right now I think is false. And I believe that these are – because I look at their shareholders report. It's the only one that's available. Um, and I see the, the increase in revenue. I see the increase in services and underwriting going on. And these laws being so wishy-washy, so knick-knack in every way. I'll give you an example. We get rid of the 25% rule in this state, but we keep the matching rule, meaning that all the tiles have to match. Yeah. So what did the 25% rule do for us? So this, everyone's just switching over to the matching and no, just suing so on that. It's a game because they're trying to figure out what it's works wishy. best for them and their situation, and, and, and that's wrong. Yes. And that's why the state needs to set in. That's, what you're, that's really where this goes is that – it's something to where we're in like the wild west here. They are just making up stuff as we go. And when I do talk to lobbyists in Tallahassee, that's like the first thing I hear is they, they are kind of really don't understand where, which way to go with this either. Yeah, I just think everyone would do it better in Tallahassee next week to say, let's put away the knives and the guns and start pointing, you know, stop pointing the finger and say both sides of this have some work they need to do. Contractors, yeah, stop thinking that you're just because you're not the one suing all the time or you're not the attorney that's doing that, that it's not happening out there because it is. Yeah. And then the attorneys have got to look at this, or I'm sorry, the carriers have got to look at this and say, hold on, you know what? Florida is a good state to be in. There's a lot of people making money in Florida. Um, we've been raising premiums for a long time. Homeowners have not gotten any premium reductions, despite the fact that in 14, 19, 21, or 20 and 22, they got changes. Right. 19 with AOB, 14 with sinkhole. Um, we had 2022 here. We've got you know 17 or 76, and then the last special session. Um, they've gotten stuff. So we got to stop the premiums from going up. Help the homeowner for once, not the contractor side or the this um the carrier side the homeowner should be the one we're trying to help yeah and patrick i see the same report you do it this is not sustainable you cannot just sue yeah. across the state on every single claim because what has happened is you really got to see the industry in a sense that yes they do make money and they these companies they are huge all state state farm all these huge conglomerates right but when a hailstorm happens in other states it's very small it's a, it's a certain amount of cities this is something to where now the whole state of florida in every single city there's roofers now suing on on damage that really shouldn't be covered yeah. and and that's and that's the that's the issue that i think i don't care who's making money but there shouldn't be to where people are just suing because they know they can win because of the cost of the lawsuit. That's not what, that's not what it's there for. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here, but you just mentioned making money. And one of the things I like is to make money in business. Let's all right. Yes. Everybody wants to get into business to make money. I like people who don't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. I've talked to you guys previously and I thought you made a really good point. And I want to talk about this for roofing contractors. They look at you eight different States. Let's say 48, just to call it a day. Okay. Um, 48 different states on that with the J. Edwards and the C CSS. Yep. You guys weren't satisfied being an $8 million business. A lot of people out there are trying to be, get to where you were. They're trying to get to 8. They're trying to get to 30. They're trying to rise above that. Right. I'm not going to tell you all the number, but it's high, everybody. Um, where, are they, where are they screwing up, man? Where are these roofing contractors out there or you know, talking about supplements? They're beating their head against the wall, and they can't seem to move forward in their company. Can you talk to that guy about some of the things that helped you guys out here to grow your reputation and your company? 100%. The supplementing is right, right along with growing your company. So anything with, I can tell you, in scalability is being able to delegate stuff out to where you can actually maximize your time by getting more, what, deals, because that's what we want. Hopefully corporate deals and a ton of residential, hiring sales guys, that's what you need to focus on as a business owner, correct? Yep. And so this, with the supplementing, this takes it off your plate with having to deal with negotiating with insurance companies and make sure you're getting paid the correct amount in insurance claims. And we also were a support for you where you can call in any time and, and make sure your profit margins are correct. But you're, back to your question, Patrick, how do you scale it? is you really have to really give up a lot of control. And what is it called? It's a micromanager. You cannot be a boss being a micromanager. And that's what I've learned growing is hiring the right people. And that's something I really can stress on is that you need to interview and, and definitely hire the right people. Start first in-house with your books 
and then go to your production and then go to sales. And then that, that was, that's what really helped us. And obviously we're able to be mobile and work storms and that's how we generate constant income for our company. But we also make sure, which I'm hearing a lot in the industry of companies going under because they're building jobs and losing money. There's never, if you're doing insurance claims, you always need to be paid market value. And that's what CSS does. And we actually do the first one for free, Patrick. So then they can kind of see our system and then actually kind of like, um, really just, we, we show them more than just telling them. Okay, well, let me let me push back because I would say if I'm a contractor, you're working directly with Jay Edwards. You guys are together under the same umbrella. Say, am I, am I giving something up? Am I opening my curtain a little bit too much to a CA, CSS, letting maybe somebody who might, might be my competition in one of eight states see what I'm doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a great question. Trust is a huge factor in this. Um, being a roofer, though, um, this is what's happened here is we are only able, like my eight states is not able to cover the United States, right? Yeah. So a lot of these people we supplement for, especially like Texas, uh, Minnesota, I, I don't, we don't have offices there. Um, so we're only, we're only in two states. It's uh, actually North Carolina and Florida, and we have an office in New Jersey, too. But um, we cannot supplement this last bill. We cannot supplement for roofers in the state of Florida. And that's really where I dominate as a roofing company is we are West Palm, Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I got into the Stern Hurricane Charlie. So we can't even really supplement for people in Florida anymore. And that's also wrong because you see what the bill did is it cut off roofers on the knowledge part to be able to make sure they can maximize their profits. These roofing or these insurance companies across the state short on boxes of nails, square prices, steep charges, overhead and profit because they know the roofer really doesn't check all that and they just make money on each claim. And that's that they're taught to do that. Yeah. Before I turn it over to you, Mike, I want to mention this um, myself. I know Dimitri shares my sentiment here. A lot of roofers out there, you're missing out on even thousands upon thousands of dollars. I mean, your roofing company could be exceeding right, right now. You're struggling. You have no idea how to supplement. You don't have a clue. You know how to build a roof. You know how to write or read an estimate. And you know how to argue a little bit with the insurance company. You don't have any idea how to write a supplement. And so you're doing the best that you can, but you're not successful because you don't know what you don't know. I have no idea why you would not third-party this thing out to people who get it, let them make a little bit of money, put the money back in your pocket, and as you say, delegate out the people who know what the heck they are doing. It makes zero sense to me. My, Mike, your team, I, I'm walking around, good people around here. And yeah, we got a great staff. You got a great staff. You have people that are ready to take in a claim right now, maximize the dollar value. Get, by maximize, I mean get the homeowner and get the contractor what they deserve so they can stop beating their head against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. we, uh, we have about 20 people here. Uh, we have three teams, uh, six people on each team, and uh, we can take in as many jobs. Uh, we're, we're ready to turn and burn. Will you tell them your turnaround process and actually how the process works? Yeah, of course. So we're in 2022, we're about 23 days on an average supplement. Uh, we have software that tracks all this information so we can keep, uh, keep track of it. And, um, you know, northern states will have higher supplement amounts than southern states just based on enforced codes in certain areas. Uh, but across the board, uh, over about 5,000 jobs, uh, we're about 23 days in 2022. And that's from the day you email it to us uh, to the day that we send you a revised scope. Yeah, I think people forget about how important the supplement is. They just think of build the roof, make my money, and that's that. And then they start beating, they're like, they have no idea what they're doing, man. Yeah. They don't. And I don't blame and, them. And just to add on to your question about yeah. me being a roofer, I'm, I am a roofer, so I know what we needed. How this organically started, Patrick, is that we started in-house first. We supplement for all of my all of my salespeople. And what happened was my profit margin went from 26 to 34 with over overnight because of well, you don't see what you do is you count on each guy to be a good supplementer. With this, you count on one company. You, we, are, we give you a team. You have a point man or point woman. And we actually we, we really delegate it out for you to make sure that you're maximizing, not counting on that sales guy. We also released appreciation for you, which is a big one. So then that speeds up hopefully cash flow, which is a huge deal. Um, we let you know the corrected amount and we only charge on the gain, Patrick, which is huge. So say say your, your, your claim is $10,000 for an easy number and it's a $2,000 gain We only, and we get your claim up to $12,000, we only charge on the $2,000 gain. And, and, and Mike, what is our average gain across the country? Uh, northern states are going to be over five. Uh, southern states will be less than five. Uh, and, that, and again, that's just based on enforced code. And that's $5,000? Yes. How many, how many roofers out there doing two to five million even know what they average on, on a supplement? How many think you know? How, if I asked them right now, 
probably not. You got to know your numbers. I mean, you got to have a software yeah. that tracks it. You got to know your numbers. I, I would say that the smaller companies probably do. I mean, honestly, they don't have time. I mean, they're trying to grow a business. They're trying to get the right people. It could be very hard in those early days, but that would be some good advice uh, would be know your numbers immediately. Or just hire somebody. Who can hire somebody else. Right. Exactly. Not just the margin on the job. I mean, because you can know, oh, okay, I got to 450 a square or 500 a square. You can't just know margin on the job. You need to know margin across all your jobs. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, growing a business is going to be very important if, if you don't, uh, without knowing your numbers, it's, it's going to be impossible. Well, this question is for both of you then. I see roofing contractors out there and the debate goes, when am I going to supplement before the job or after the job? I see guys out there because I know this about you. Um, they will enter into an agreement, break even on it, going into it, knowing, okay, I'm going to have to be a supplement on the back end. That'll make up for whatever I lost. And I got to get, I got to keep this job going because I need my crews to be there. I need to run this thing. And they're not profitable. They're breaking even on jobs right now that they're doing out there. Right. right. And it's to keep the crews rolling in. What are your thoughts on this, on how somebody should approach the process? Well, so then they would call Mike and his, or whoever your team leader is, and you say, hey, is this job profitable? <laughs> yeah, you can't simple. start a job without money on it. And then what we would tell you is, no, it's not profitable, so do not build it till you get your supplement approved. Or you'd say, go ahead and build it, and then we'll tell you what your supplement amount is. Never depend or count on that supplement. Never build a job in a negative if it's not approved. Totally, 100%. Yeah, because I see this right now with people. Um, they're trying to grow their business, but they're not making profit on every job in order to keep things rolling. And then that turns into a slippery slope, everybody. Right. And I, I, when I look at this and I think, how can I make tangible steps to, to grow my business in roofing or to sustain it in a more profitable way? Well, maybe you should look at, hey, how are we doing these jobs? Are we just sla you know putting things together you know a week put this crew on over here this crew or are we actually focused on the profitability and making a business out of this thing right and I don't think there's enough focus on that right now um, we're just trying to go one job to the next they're, they're so involved in their business as you right. said yeah um, they're not yeah. focused on everything else and then that, that's probably the biggest thing for us here is that we let you then focus on your business this is a huge thing that we take off your plate and that's what we did with our own company is that we said hey listen guys we're not gonna force this on you and that's what I do to any of these roofers there's no contract for these roofers that we have them sign and then we also say just give us a few you don't have to give us all your claims just that's why we do the first one for free show you our process and then after that you know just give us a few and then some companies hand them over all of them at, at one point and then some companies hand over maybe half to 80% and they still do the ones they want to in-house. That's the best part about this. All right, everybody, we're here right now with Jordan and Mike. We got CSS and, of course, J.A. Edwards here. Um, and what I like, guys, you're really giving them some great pointers right here of how, how these roofers out there can better their business, all right? I love that's this. Right. You guys don't mind giving away a few more. I'll continue with it. No, that's no, what, hey, the, and back to your question about it being us a roofer, yeah. that's the knowledge you get from us. Mike Weckley actually sold roofs also, um, so we know the game. We know what you're looking for as a business owner. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart. The way I got into this industry was collections, all right? And that's <laughs> why I did business. Yeah, it's, it's all brutal, man. You know, you're taking somebody's old files that are a year old, trying to go collect something on it that you get 30% from if you're able to, but we know you. A file after a year, good luck with somebody. Yeah, right, right. What are you going to threaten them with? I mean, really, like, their, their credit is already shot. I mean, so it's tough. How do you guys approach out there? When you, when you see a roofing contract, your advice for the people want to jerk you around, um, how do you work collections? Where do you put it? Do you outsource it? What do you do for collections? Well, for my end, I mean, it's something to where that's why it's important to go to expos and listen to podcasts like yourself because you want to hear knowledge from these roofing owners. Everyone gets burnt. That's why that's why you had a job, correct, Patrick? Whole job. Around people doing the wrong thing. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's so take your books and I minus twenty percent right off the bat. You know why I do that? Is because I want I want to I want worst case scenario. I want to know I'm always gonna pay who? My salespeople and also my credit, which is my supplies. And then after that it's the crews. And then after that it's yourself. This whole thing of pay yourself first, that's when you go bankrupt, okay? So take 20% right off the bat. And then also, too, how to improve your cash flow is by obviously hiring somebody to do your supplement like us. And then after that, it's really on you as training your sales guys and being as an owner diligent to know when to say, hey, we're going to take this over and hand it over to a collection company. And that's really hard to do. It is very difficult, very difficult to give up that file, to give up whatever is on there. You want to keep on working it, but you've got to look at it that the way I used to pitch it is, do you want to focus on that or focus on the stuff you've got right now? Right. Um, very tough. You know, one of the biggest problems in this industry, though, and you both have probably dealt with it, is people not paying salespeople, not paying uh, production, not paying people on their company. And then they, you know, they turn these people loose, they're 1099s. Get out of here. They, they start the company back up three months later under a different name after you know dissolving the entire thing, and they're back doing the same stuff again. There's some longevity with Jay Edwards and the crew here. Um, what is your thoughts on the industry itself as people are treated? What could we do better 
to make sure that some of these guys, you know, who, who screw over these sales reps, people who go get a lot of jobs and never get paid for them, how could we be doing better as an industry to police it, to get these owners out of the game and get these people paid if they've rightfully put in the work? I mean, you want me to answer that one? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I got that slow. Yeah, so, please. So here's the deal. Um, first off, they make movies about what you're talking about. Sure. So hasn't this happened since the beginning of time? Why can't we solve this darn problem, Jordan? <laughs> I mean, we know the problem is. I, if I have to read one more darn Facebook group yeah. about some guy moaning about the fact that you know somebody didn't pay him, and it's the third time I've seen it about that exact same company, how can we do better? I mean, I've got some ideas, but I'd love to hear what you got to say. So, I mean, really, it's it's now with social media, that's a huge reference that we did not have when I first started in the industry. Um, and, and the second part to that is you kind of need to ask around and see, and, and, and people talk about it all the time, what is a, a good pay scale? And then it needs to fit for you because it's, there's every company does it a little different, right? And so what you first need to find is somebody that is hopefully been around for a while, their salesmen do get paid, Something I really want to recommend to anyone listening to this show is open book policy. If they are not willing to show you the numbers, then there's something usually going on behind the scenes. Also to this whole draw system. Yes, you can get deep in with draws, but what I recommend is take a draw off the first check. So then that's what, that's what we offer at our company is a 10% draw off the first check. Now some companies do 5%, whatever it is. So then hopefully when you hand that check to that company, they're at least handing you one back, right? Yeah. Then at the end, obviously we pay when the bill's collected. When the homeowner pays, you get paid. Yeah. And, and, and so that's kind of a lot of people pay on top of the contract, like a full contract amount. Um, so there are a few different ways and they kind of shake out to kind of similar pay all in the end, correct? Sure. Um, but it's all, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of what fits for you, but I love the trust thing. And that's what I, and I got burnt a few times. I mean, we all did, right? I mean, that's the game. Yeah. I have a company here in Orlando. I can think of them right now. <laughs> um, stay but, away from it. I'm not even going to see what they rhyme with. I'm not going to do it. But, but um, it's the game. And so what I'm, what I'm trying to teach to anyone listening to this yes. is that make it open book. I think that's a huge thing. If they're not showing you the numbers, they haven't, they're hiding something. I think there's also the responsibility of the sales rep themselves. Too many times I've talked to these guys. I get, I get probably one IG message from a disgruntled guy a week going, I want to come on the show and tell you what's really happening. Whoa, 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 okay, hold up. So you weren't paid for two months and never said a thing about it, then all of a sudden now you're upset? Right. Take responsibility as a sales rep to go, hey, listen, I want my numbers. I want to see what's going on. I want to know some way when is that check going to come in so that I know when I'm going to take my money from it. Yeah. Well, for two months I didn't look at that, and now I want to. Now you're demanding the numbers, and they're probably saying, no, wait. What were you doing in week one when you sold that job to make sure you're going to know when that right. money's coming in? Take responsibility for yourself right. in your business. That that goes a long ways. Yeah, and this with supplementing the system we have, we actually email you the new amount that we, the gain that we get. Mm -hmm. So then the owner gets that gain, the salesman gets that gain, and as an owner, you can have that go to whoever's doing your books, right? And then you can put the clock on that salesman to pick up that check. And you're using pipe drive across the board? Pipe drive, yep. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Pipe drive is great. Same and, here. And we use Aculinks at J. So Pipe Drive, Aculinks, another great company, and then I'm a, I'm Pipe Drive over here. I could do a little infomercial for them right now. Um, I want to talk about the supplement side. Sure. Okay. Go back over to you here, Mike. Okay. Um, the supplement stuff, I feel like it could have a little bit of a, a negative connotation to it for some out there. It's kind of like, is that really my money? Like, okay, I'm, am I screwing somebody over by taking this? Am I taking too much out of this job? I thought I had a scope that was pretty good. Now, you're giving me $5,000 more. I feel like I might be doing something wrong over here. You ever run into that where people are a little hesitant to go, is this right? Am I doing this the correct way? Uh, yeah, all the time. I mean, you really? know, a lot of people will look at dollar figure. They see a giant dollar figure on a page and just go, oh, yeah, it's paid correctly. And, you know, we want to audit the scope. So you send us the measurement. You send us the paperwork. We're going to audit the job. We want to make sure uh, that it's paid correctly and to code in your local area. So, you know, just because the dollar figure is $200,000 doesn't mean that, that that's the right dollar figure. It could be a giant number. If it's not scoped correctly, you're not being paid properly. Um, so what we do again, we audit the job and we're going to take a look at it. Uh, if we, if you send us a scope and we don't think there's anything there, we're not going to waste our time and we're not going to waste your time. We'll let you know, Hey man, they did a great job on this scope. There's nothing for us to ask for because we don't want to waste three weeks of your time for no reason. So, uh, but if you send it to us and we find line items that are missing, uh, we definitely want to put them in an estimate and send it out, uh, to the carrier, uh, and try and get those line items for you. Yeah, I want you to give us some advice about something because I love the way that you do this. I couldn't believe it when you said it, to tell you the truth. We were talking off camera. Um, if somebody was to join, let's say, my collections company back in the room, not mine for sure. I would have run it much differently. But if they would have joined that collections company, I would have said, okay, well, how long do you have to stay with you? 
and say, well, listen, the files you give us are the files you give us. We'll work them until they're dead. That's what we're going to do. But a lot of times when you go to a supplement company, you go to someone who's an estimating company, mm-hmm. there's a couple things that they want to sign you in on a subscription-based contract, or you have a certain minimum number of claims you have to give us, and that will go ahead and determine our value for you. But you don't do things that way. You look at things like, hey, listen, this is completely a relationship business, which in today's world, 100%. very tough. So tell people how you do this if they come on board. We have a lot of great contractors um, that we work with, and it's a two-way street. Um, we answer when they call, and they answer when we call. Uh, we're providing a service for them. Uh, we answer the phone. We respond to emails immediately. Um, it's very important for us to maintain a relationship with everyone we work for. Uh, we don't require any contracts. Uh, we don't require any minimums. There's no subscription fee. There's no anything. It's send us jobs when you want us to work them, uh, and we'll do our best in the shortest amount of time. Um, and we maintain relationships that way. Um, you know, we 23 days later, you get your revised scope, and then we invoice 30 days later to give the contractor time to collect their money, uh, and then they're paying off off of money that we got for them. Um, so it's again, it's a two-way street. Uh, pretty much everybody pays the bill every 30 days. Um, so we have a lot of contractors that we work with, uh, and we're very appreciative for every single customer that we have. So if I come to you, you know, my my Patrick's Roofing Company is working for you. Okay, mm-hmm. we're working with you. I should say. Sure. Um, this should be something I enter in a relationship. You don't work for me. I don't work for you. We're just here mutually working together to everybody's benefit. Is that like the basic way we're looking at this 100%. We're talking to your sales guys. If your sales guy needs to call us, um, we're answering the phone. We'll give you our opinion. We'll tell you how to proceed uh, on certain issues. You know, we'll, we'll do anything that we can for you uh, in order to help you, you know, get the job in, get the job built, and get the job closed. I love that, man. Uh, these guys right here, I'm going to talk about customer service so we come back from this in just a second. But right there is what you said is relationship right there. It's a relationship building, almost like you're consulting, if you want to look at it that way, with the individual homeowner on the file. And that's why I want to talk to you about Matt Meehan, okay? Matt Meehan Consulting, everybody. Um, we're very happy to represent them on this show. Um, if you're in the exterior remodeling business, I would highly suggest getting in touch with these guys at Matt Meehan consulting.com you know it's going to go across the bottom right here these guys are building a relationship business and i love what you do on the supplement side what they are doing over there is they're building a relationship business from a to z in your company so you need help with branding you need help with marketing you're beating your head against the wall you don't know how the heck to use this stuff in social media to generate leads for your business you don't know what to do with the leads once you get them or maybe you're beating your head up over how do i hire somebody or get them out of here and terminate them Whatever you're at in your business, Matt Meehan Consulting can go in and help you out by getting you in touch with the right people on their crew. Years and years of experience over there. I mean, I want to say it's like 50 plus years these guys have been at it right now. They will help your business. It's a la carte. Pick what you're having trouble with. What are you beating your head against a wall as you try to grow? Contact them. Let them know what it is. They'll be able to help you out and uh, they'll be able to scale exterior remodeling business for you. All right. So get in touch with them right across there and uh, they'll take care of you. All right, now back, everybody. Customer service. You must be doing something right because I checked on the way over here. You got a lot of five-star reviews, all right? Pretty lot. I mean, it's pretty good. Not going to lie. You can't make everybody happy, but we try. Can't make everybody happy. <laughs> you got a story, somebody who's just awful? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always interested in, like, an awful one, to oh, tell you man. the truth. No, we're in the customer service world. I mean, you cannot make everyone happy, but, Mike, go ahead. Tell us your best one. Tell, I mean, you got any good ones? Gosh, I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, again, we have relationships with good people. So, I mean, we're, we're not in the supplement business dealing with difficult situations. Occasionally, we'll have people that won't pay their bill. Um, but that's something that just happens in business. Um, you know, we, we will cut you off. You know, we'll let you go 30 days. Um, Ooh, you heard them there? Yeah. I, I mean, because <laughs> we got to stay in business, right? I mean, you know, it's not, a, it's, it's not that we're mad at you. But if, you can't, if you're not paying us in 30 days, we got to cut it off because we can't just let it continue. Uh, but at the same time, we're cordial. You know, if, if you do pay us, we're, we're more than happy to start up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not this like we're angry at you, mad at you. It's just we have bills to pay just like you do. Um, so, you know, we, I would say we have probably a longer leash than other companies. Um, but but no, I don't have any. I wouldn't say I have any horror stories uh, in the supplement business. Again, we have really great contractors with really great relationships. Everybody pays. Um, you know, again, the here and there is uh, is pretty minimal. I don't know, man. You got a little bit heated when you're talking about people not paying right there. You, you seem did. like a little passionate about that. I don't know if you're, you did. I don't know if I want you coming after me there. I'll tell no, you. I, no, oh, I it's just. It's fine. It's a business. I get it. No, <laughs> I mean, so on the roofing side, roofing's a little bit different because. Well, on no, the, Mike has a list. Of that, that's the that's what he was looking for. I stare for, at that list, sure, yeah. but it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a small list, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the SI, I can't cuss on this one, but list, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, about, what about over there at Jay Edwards? I mean, you guys, I mean, I'll tell you, there's three companies I really, really respect. 
in Central Florida. Now, I'm going to miss one, and I know that people are going to be upset. One is uh, Eustace Roofing. Jason's a client of mine over there in the Central Florida area. Love what Jason does over there. Um, and then Janny, they do a great job, in my opinion. They do a nice job over there. And you guys, Jay Edwards, I think you do a nice job. I really do. That's why I wanted to sit down with you all. I love this. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that opportunity. But everybody can't be a good customer. Um, there are difficult people out there. No, and roofing, it's, it's, I got stories after story. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – it, I mean, I mean, the people you just named know. Um, I know Derek. Derek's a great guy. So it's, uh, it's – what's happened here in Orlando um, is very – very interesting though, Patrick. Don't you think? Like how I, I mean, I grew up from I grew up going to Minnesota, competing with people there, Weatherguard, Aspen, yeah. all these big guys, right? And then all of a sudden, Florida turned into that same kind of market. Oh, it is. And so you guys understand the market, and that's why I wanted to ask you this question. I got a few yeah. personal questions I want to ask both of you. Yeah. Um, a lot of new technology products, a lot of new, um, even roofing products. We see some new people trying to enter into the shingle game, whether it be rubber or you see tesla getting into the game um canvassing you know software that comes in right now and new people trying to dive into the crms is there anything you really like about the industry right now as far as new companies or you don't like the direction of the industry right now something you're seeing hey man we're getting it as an industry it's getting it wrong right here what do you like what do you not like i'd love to know from two industry leaders what we're looking at yeah i mean i'm, I'm a big marketer so i love doing marketing and yeah. i think you need to always try new things um mr wonderful from shark tank yes um he always touches on you devote at least three percent of your marketing budget to new nuances like new things so i i don't i don't i don't want to hate on anything i think as a as a customer or as a size of a company you figure out what works for you and what you can afford that's first and foremost, like there's levels to this marketing world. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, what I do see is that, you know, mailers work, um, the calling systems do work. There are some calling systems that do um, generate leads, uh, but really uh, door knocking. And it's, it's, it's crazy to say, but in their industry, these people really aren't aware of the damage they have other than if it's catastrophic damage, like these last hurricanes we've had, when your roof's blown off, you know it. But when you have a few cracked tiles or um, maybe some uh, wind-related damage on creased shingles to where people really don't know they have damaged shingles from wind. And then the number one is hail. Like hail damage, you really can't see from the ground. You need to get up on the roof and do a proper inspection. And so those things, uh, those things have to be done by door knocking. I really don't, I really haven't, I've been doing it a long time and I really, I've done plane banners, billboards, commercials, I've done it all. And uh, it's hard to track ROI on all those things. And so what you can track ROI on is mailers, Great, great thing to track. Um, the calling system you can track. Um, and then, yes, uh, the geo-targeting. I've seen a lot of that uh, with geo-targeting with Google ads. And um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't see a lot of, of generated business from that because um, I just put myself in the homeowner's shoes. What are you going to call Patrick when you get, or, or Mike, you know? I mean, I, it's stuff usually when the guy's knocking on my door or if my wife shows me something from a mailer. Yeah, right. I completely, what about you, Mike? Uh, on the supplement side, I mean, our, our technology that we like is, is pipe drive. I mean, we absolutely love pipe drive. Um, it gives me all the numbers, anything that I want, I can dive in. I know number of days to close. I know when we get it. I know if we've lost the file. I mean, it's instant. Um, I have, it tracks all of the employees. It shows all of the employees' numbers, the tasks that they've completed, um, the deals we've closed, the dollar amount on each deal. I mean, it's endless. The, uh, you know, what you can pull out of pipe drive. Uh, to put on a graph is endless and uh, it's perfect for our business because we know if we can handle more files uh, we know how many we have at any given time the close rate um, we know uh, if we need to hire more people uh, in the office uh, because maybe uh, we we are we're not 23 days anymore maybe we're 25 26 27 that tells me we need to hire another person so we can get that number back down to 23 because cash flow uh, turn and burn cash flow is is our bread and butter so if we can you know the day we get the file if 23 days later you have a revised scope everybody's happy um, so pipe drive has been huge for us we're, we're able to get into job nimbus salesforce acculinx Builder Trend, um, any of the roofers that use any of these softwares, we're able to, we're fully competent and can get into the software uh, and can work with you in that software rather than having to, you know, send out 50 emails on a claim. It's on a message board. You can tag somebody, you can tag different people, you pull out documents. Uh, all of them are great. I kind of, man, you are the person I want doing supplements yeah. because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like your passion for numbers and supplementing this thing is crazy good. Like, I, you, very nice. To, you, we walked inside here just, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago. First thing you do is go up to that screen over there, start looking at numbers. Yep. Where are we at? Looking at graphs, man. Yep. That's who you want doing supplements. Right. That's who you want having your files. 
Because I assure you, if you're a contractor out there, you ain't doing that. You're running your business. You're terminating somebody on a Friday. You're, you know, whatever you got to do, you aren't doing that. Right, 100%. I love that, man, because you got a passion for it. It's very obvious, um, and, and people should know that. Um, my big thing that I'm against right now, you've got your marketing back there. What is, what is your name? Andrea. <laughs> Perfect. Udine time, right? Andrea? <laughs> yeah. Andrea, I'd love to know if you agree with me on this. Let's see what we have here, okay? Maybe I'm starting something here. Um, TikTok is my big thing right now that I hate it. Okay, I am sick of everybody talking in the marketing world about TikTok. If I hear one more person talking about, you know, they got a million views on a video, I'm going to be very unhappy because I look at this and I think to myself, how wonderful that you're, I went out there and I shot a video with Jay Edwards and I was like, oh, this is a great video. And somebody on Poland thinks it's a great video too and they watch it and comment on it. What the heck does that do for me? How am I benefiting my business from a platform that in my opinion, here's how I look at it, is the five years ago, it's like Snapchat of five years ago. Great, people use it all the time, very entertaining. A lot of people talk about it, but how is it helping your business grow? Maybe it makes you feel good about yourself because you got a lot of views on a video or you know, people are commenting on it, but we're in a business, as you guys agree, to make money. And if that's not making money for you and just making you feel good inside, then it's no more than a personal thing for you. It's not, it's not generating something for you. So I'm very much against the TikTok side right now. Until they figure out a way to monetize the platform, I don't believe that it's the way that people need to be putting their dollars. I still say if you're going to- And gonna, their time. What's that? And their time. Ton Correct. of time. Ton of time developing this stuff. I mean, they're developing videos with their team, and I agree with that. If you're doing it for the right reasons, I'm doing this to brand my company. I'm doing this to generate content that will people may recognize or something. But if you're doing it for lead generation, and that is where your primary, you're doing this, it ain't going to work, folks. Right. They haven't developed it yet because they haven't needed to develop it yet. Five years down the road, three years, I think TikTok's going to come around, but not yet. So there's my soapbox of the day, everyone, all right? Get it. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I can't wait to get, see somebody see that. Oh, you're, you're so wrong, Patrick. Where are you, you at don't... on Instagram, though? What's up? Where are you at on Instagram? Well, I, I really like the Instagram Facebook platform because I believe if you create good content, it works for you. And that's where people I talk to, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. Works for my clients because we create content of our business. You want to put a stock photo up there with your logo and say, do you need a roof, free roof inspection? And then you put $300 behind and you want to know why no one called you? Well, because you didn't create content that people wanted to pay attention to. Right. We're scrolling through our feeds so fast now, you need to have something that's going to catch someone's attention. And what catch somebody's attention five years ago won't work today because people have already tried it. They've done it. Um, I love that guy. Um, up there in Canada, what is it, Lord Big Time, the world, not the world's greatest roofer, but um, oh, oh, Big Damn Roofer, yeah, or Best Damn, Best Damn Roofer, yeah, that guy gets it, Joshua. I mean, just an amazing <laughs> he's guy. It. He's killing it because he's he's grabbing attention right now, you know. Um, and I think that there's something special from the marketing side if you can garner attention being the currency, because the currency is truly attention you're able to get from people and able to then monetize that attention into something good for you. So, anyways, I'm against the, doing the TikTok thing. I don't know where you feel about it. Yeah. Well, you popped up on my Instagram. That's how I found you. There you I, go. It, I saw your logo. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then I watched a couple shows, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to reach out. Yeah. And yeah, here so we are. There we are. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've personally searched for roofers on TikTok, and that's just not where I find that. So, I don't know why they're looking for people like me. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Where are your clients looking? Yeah, a 22-year-old kid isn't usually going to be a homeowner. No. You know, he's renting from the 45-year-old homeowner that you've got out there. So you want to appeal to the 45-year-old is what we're trying to say, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we use, our, we use Instagram and social media to, to show culture to people that are, we're trying to hire, yes. for one. And then the other one is that when the homeowner does do research on you, they generally type in your name. And it should right. come up. And you should have some good content. Um, for even on, 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 our, on our contractor supplement solution page, we try to show like what our culture is here compared to our competition. And I think that's uh, that's key because you can actually, you know, separate yourself. Yeah, I agree with you. I want to turn to this. I've got a few more questions yeah. for you guys. And thank you very much for the time, uh, everybody. We're here with Mike and Jordan. OK, um, and this is probably for both of you. OK, when you're onboarding somebody, I think this is an era where people are kind of struggling. You know, a lot of the onboarding processes, here's a packet of information. Let's start you up here, maybe job shadow a little bit and get started with our company. You mentioned a minute ago kind of these videos that they see showing culture. How do you do this from day one? Somebody who's never done it before and they're trying to grow a business, 
they have no idea what to do in that first week. They're just kind of getting the person into it. How do you all handle that first week or that new hire? Okay, so we're, right now we're talking roofing, correct? Yeah, sure. And um, are you talking like a company just starting up, like a day one? Uh, no, I'm talking two to film, two to five million dollar guys got five to seven employees trying to grow his sales or production, bringing on a production manager, a sales manager. Yes, yes. But like this is his third hire, you know? It was his sister and her husband who were the first couple. Right. Now you're hiring a couple more people. How do you build culture through the hiring process when you're bringing somebody on board? Because I say this because. Walked in here, great culture. I know you have a great culture. I hear what your employees say. Yeah. How are you starting that process from day one when maybe you're so inexperienced in hiring and growing your business? A huge thing is right away when you're doing interviews, make sure your office looks stable. I mean, these offices I come, go into with roofing offices are just a, sometimes disasters, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Um, so that's first and foremost, just like you'd walk into a clean house. Second thing is you want to be doing the interviews. Don't put this on to somebody else. If you're just starting off and you don't have 50 guys, put it on yourself to sell what you're selling to that to that new guy because they need to hear it from the owner. I see a lot of owners that are like, oh, I got this manager really too early when they need to be actually holding the meetings, managing and setting that culture. But to answer your question, when you have them right come for the door, you need to be on time for that interview. <laughs> That's one. Yes. Um, you need to have some kind of welcome packet, like have some kind of professional welcome packet. And then that separates you again from that guy that's just telling you what it is for pay. Um, and then the third thing is have a contract ready. If that person is ready to sign right there, make sure to have it. Um, and then the last thing is get them out right away into the field. Um, and then that, that's able to establish more culture by showing them how you train and not this, um, you know, let's start next week sort of stuff. Um, we're again, we're, we're very big on culture at CSS. I do the interviews of any new employees. I mean, we never have anybody quit. I mean, everybody that's here has been here for, for a very long time. Um, you have to pay people. I mean, you pay people a little bit more and you create a good culture and they stay. But they, hey, let's back it up though. People want to work here people, because people want to work here. This is not like the, this is like this is a corporate, right? We offer full benefits. You're an employee. When you're a ten ninety nine roofer, you have to sell that guy to come work with you. Mm -hmm. This is like we open we put out an ad and we'll tell you we, we'll do twenty interviews and pick out a twenty. Like you don't have that in roofing. No, I mean we're in a beautiful <laughs> office. I mean I appreciate yeah. it from you guys because obviously my team has no manners. We just take our shoes off and we just do that and walk around here. And I know I appreciate it. Let us be at home. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you guys have been great. Yeah, yeah. thanks a lot. You know, <laughs> thanks Hoffney. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that after this. <laughs> so thank but, you. But that's but, great. but to touch on your your, your, your what you're saying though is so key because as as a um. I hate these these owners that treat these sales guys like they're lucky that you they work for you. It's not you're oh, lucky yeah. that they work for them. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, the packet that you talked about, the culture, it all begins, in my opinion, right there from the beginning. There ain't nothing worse. You you know you think you've got this thing figured out as a new sales rep, and I would say be careful of who you pair that person up with to establish the culture and the standards of your company. You know you get somebody out there that you, you train them, you have a good interview. You have good standards, and the first person they sit down with in a car goes, throw that book out the window, all right? <laughs> we got you. Let me tell you what really happens out here. And you're like, oh, what really happens? Okay, well, that's great. And that's so, that's so discouraging. And it starts a, a process in this industry that people are like, well, I'm going to do it my way because the company I'm working with, their own people who are their top performers don't even believe in what they're teaching anymore. Um, and I think that starts a, a process in a lot of companies that discourages individuals who are trying to jump into the, the roofing game, which I love. Right. Um, and so I, we could do better at that. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning when you can't afford to send somebody out, you need to be the one in the car with them. And that's what I did. I was in the huh. car with them, trained them. Um, I've even trained Mike sitting next to me. Some of the quick ones, it takes just a few minutes. Somebody else to make, and they take a few work, but you need to be a coach. Like you need to look, this as a team aspect in the roofing and that these, that's your team. And you want to bring up and generally what I tell my managers is you want to spend most of the time with the higher stock people. If that guy's slipping, let them know this might not be the thing for them. Don't let them flounder for a few months. And then going back to the training part, once you can actually afford somebody to train and go out and knock with those people, there still needs to be accountability by the company to that manager too. Mm. You out of that? Um, here at CSS, we have three teams. We have a team leader on each team and that team leader is in charge of their whole team. Um, and they're paid on a commission scale. So they have incentive to make sure that everybody here is shows up in a good mood and, and does their job and has a good time and is productive for the contractor. Um, we like to, uh, you know, we like to do fun things. We have uh, monthly giveaways for the employees. Uh, we're giving away a brewmate cooler 
in um, in December. Um, we do uh, we have a raffle system where by doing good deeds, you know, showing up on time, you got a really good supplement. You closed a bunch of deals. We hand out raffle balls, and, uh, and then at the end of the month, we put it into the cage and we raffle. You know, oh, yeah. we shake it up and then we give away free stuff. Um, so again, we we want our employees to be here. You know, we have a, a drink station, a coffee bar. Um, you know, it's we want to create culture so that people stay, so that we can provide a good product to our contractors. That's some culture right there. I love that kind of stuff, man. Some, I think some people look at that like, ah, oh, you know what? That's like, you know, we're, we're a company here. Man, have some culture to you, you know? Have some place where people enjoy coming to work. They actually like being there. And I like what you said about being an owner that actually gets out there in the field. You're not above anybody. You started doing this. You got some people that helped you out along the way. Help your people out and give them the same fighting chance that you had. Exactly. Um, how do you know that? My final two questions for both of you, then I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you. Um, as you grow... How do you know when to turn it over? You go, you personally, Jordan, you can't be out there with everybody now. You can't sit there with every new hire and walk them through the process. There's too many people involved. And, and you know, Mike, you've got the same thing. You know, this company grows. How do you know it's the point where, as an owner, maybe it's time I take a step back and let somebody else take a little bit of the reins? Um, or do I stay in the game, in there every day, and I'm grinding? When is the right time to make that transition, if there is one? I mean, I, my background, and so is Mike's, is athletics. So I've really just yeah. formed how my business mind came from sports and yeah. athletics. And really what that is, is they, the first thing they taught you is delegation. What's that coach doing? Like, mm-hmm. he then hires a coaching staff that then takes care of all the other positions. Like, that's really how it goes. And so from I think that's what really was able to rocket ship my career very quickly is that I don't want to say the word lazy, but I was smart enough to know to delegate the stuff out that I was not good at and then pay for it. Meaning like I had somebody run my books right off the bat so I didn't get in tax trouble. That's a huge one right off the bat. Um, the other one is too is production. You don't want to mess up your production. You cannot mess up your orders for these sales guys. You're providing a product to them and production is first and foremost your product. And so those two things hire out right away um, and make sure that's off your plate so it's being done right. And then you can really scale and grow. Yep. Now, Mike, you're in a different situation over here at CSS. Right. So you're, in my opinion, on that upward trend. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're having to delegate that, okay, where am I going to spend my time right now? Right. A lot of my viewers may be in that, whether they're running a car dealership, a landscaping business. They're doing well, but what do I have to start doing? Where do I start putting my time right now? How do I even know where to put my time? You have to find good people that you trust. I mean, that is number one. Once you can find somebody that's that you that is good and you can trust, you can take that leap to try the next thing. So, you know, I used to work the deals and I don't work the deals anymore because I have three deal managers that absolutely crush it. And they are on top of the, the people on their team. I never have to tell people to show up to work. I mean, I never have to tell people that they're late or they left early. I mean, people want to be here. Um, and we just, I, I love this company. I mean, working here is amazing. And, um, you know, to take the leap uh, to be in charge, uh, you just you have to have good people uh, so that you can delegate and make sure that they're doing the right things to get the jobs done. Yeah, but Mike, here's the problem, man. They don't do things the way you do it, or the owners. Not, they don't do things the way I do it. I would do it differently than this. You would be surprised. We have some bulldogs. Okay. Our team leaders are bulldogs. But what I mean by that is, I think some people hold back, Jordan. Maybe you've seen this. Like you go out there and you 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 manage them and stuff. You're training them, and you're like, I want to turn it over to them, but they don't do it like me. Like I do it differently, and uh, it's not. Yeah, they get the job done, but it's my way, you know. So I did train the system here. So oh, I train okay, the system well, and, then, then. and then they, you know, they will, they will <laughs> kind well, of rig that in your favor. I mean, they will, they will, <laughs> yeah. they will take on their own, you know, certain way that they handle things. Sure. But I mean, we have a, a production line here. Uh, the job comes in, it gets written, it gets sent to the carrier. We call on it. Um, it goes, you know, we call several times, it goes to a, a closer and then it, and then it's closed, reviewed and closed out. I mean, it's the same process over and over again. And the three teams that we have here absolutely crush it. I love the way that you mentioned that because it's kind of like baking in my opinion. Yeah. You know, you, if you're somebody, a chef teaching somebody how to bake a cake, here's all the ingredients, the exact amount to put in, bah, 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 do that. Now, if you want to drizzle it on the top a little bit different because you, you like a certain look to your cake or a shape or right. something, you can have your own personality and flair that you could put on this process. 100%. But you're going to do it my way, and as long as you follow that, I can trust you is what you're saying. But exactly. that's what we did is we, tr- we did three different cakes, to your analogy. Well, okay. Well, come on. I only have a little bit of brain power for the analogy. <laughs> so, so Slow the, it down yeah. here for so me. So we, okay? did, we did three different processes, okay. and then Mike's was the best. 
And okay. so then, so we went through like three different systems to really get it down to 23 days to maximize profit margin. Like there's a, there's a lot of uh, different intricate ways. Now what he trains now with the whole company, and that's why he's the CEO is that his system is now implemented between all the teams. And so that's how he's able as the head coach to stay on top of his numbers. He has his sales board up. He's able to check profitability and, and turnaround. So I got a, uh, got a final question here for you gentlemen. There's really an open floor for you. Okay. Sure. Um, first, thank you very much for having me out here. Okay. I think this is going to have a lot of value for my viewers. Um, you're giving it away for free. Um, these are things that people would pay thousands of dollars to each of you to sit down with and learn. Um, if you're, if you're somebody out there, I'd love to know from each of you, um, you work with a lot of roofing contractors. I'd like to know what you see in the field, something that you see constantly that you feel like, Hey man, if you guys just change this, you talk to these guys all the time, a piece of advice you have for contractors from people who talk to them, see them, have beat them in their own game. Um, what, what would you tell the roofing contractor out there that, that would help them right now? My opinion would be communication. Uh, communication with the company and communication with the homeowner would probably be number one. Um, and we're huge on communication here. So if you, if you would message us in Aculinks, we're going to reply immediately. You send us an email, we're going to reply. You call us, we're going to answer the phone. Um, that is, we're, we're very, very, very big on communication here. So I would say the roofing well, contractor. But tell them why that too, because that speeds up the actual. Yeah, it speeds up the whole process. Uh, if we need something from you, we're not going to, I'm not going to tell you three days from now. I'm going to call you right now. We need this now. This is something that is important to get your file closed. We need it now. And we can um, tell the good roofers from the bad because when that adjuster's calling or that homeowner's calling, they're, you know, they're doing the same kind of phone etiquette with those people. Too. Exactly. So I would say to the roofing contractor, staying in communication with your homeowner, which also helps you generate future leads. Uh, you know, being cordial with the homeowner um, and constantly staying in contact with them. I mean, I, I would say that uh, having a very, very good relationship with a customer pays dividends and then they will recommend that company and they will recommend you for future jobs. Yeah, one of the sponsors of the show is a company called ProLine. They do the text messages that go out to homeowners. It's very cool. I use them. I sometimes don't even know they're, they're automated. Yeah. I get my own text messages from the company. I'm like, oh, well, no, it's me <laughs> well, talking it to myself. Um, <laughs> but one thing you just mentioned right there, because like, I think some people t turned off like, oh, communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do the right thing. These pitches. But I don't want people to miss what you really said. Put processes in place that, is, that make your communication effective. So you have steps you need to do. If you're listening to this in your car right now, and if I asked you as a contractor, what is your process to communicate with your homeowners? Could you walk me through it? I doubt it. You know, well, we call them here, we call them back, you know, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you guys drink whiskey or whatever, but got you guys. Nice, that's awesome. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. You. I appreciate I that. for you guys, all right? That's awesome. Um, so there you go. Have a, I love a little old-fashioned, so Great. there you go, guys. That's awesome. So, appreciate yeah, no problem. So Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. So communication, uh -huh. but what would, you, what would be the final word here from you, Jordan, about it? Um, to be real, like... Uh, once again, you're, if, you're, if I'm talking to a business owner right now, these people represent you. So what I see in our industry, let's do background checks. Like, let's just say, let's, let's go, Thank you. Let's go yeah. down this road of making sure that you would want this person knocking on your door. Um, I think that's, that, that would help in the class of our industry. And after that, I mean, it's really having fun with it and being aggressive. I love you guys. I want to leave the last one. Anything you all got to say other than that? Tell me, talk to me about CSS. Are you talking about J. J Edwards? Um, I'll leave it to you. We're going to give you our, um, we'll put, we'll give you our, our obviously our hashtag, our uh, QR code. Please. And then uh, we'll give you guys our, um, our Instagram page so that people can follow us through your show. And then we do the first one for free. So meaning like we just email us, like Mike was saying, if you don't have these programs that we're talking about, like Job Nimbus and Aculinks, it's just a simple email. You email over the actual copy of the estimate from the insurance company. And then we take it from there. We email you back saying that we got the email within 24 hours generally. I mean, within a, I mean, an yeah. hour. A few minutes. I mean, it's. Um, and cool. then you're off and running. I love it. Thank you guys very much for joining me here, man. I really, this has Thank been. Thank you for coming by. I learned stuff awesome. here today. Let's Thanks. Go. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, gentlemen. Thank you. As always. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Uh, Patrick Carr Show. Uh, just follow the link below. You can find these guys right here. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate yeah, it. Have Thank a good you, Patrick. Day. Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks so much for watching that video and sticking around till the end. If you like what you saw, go ahead and click subscribe. Make sure you punch that like button, and we look forward to seeing you on the next video.